Trigger warning. The following episode contains references to human suffering, death, factual inaccuracies, several entitled people making light of all these things. If any of the aforementioned topics cause you discomfort, you may want to listen to a different episode. Cross my heart, hope to die, stick a needle in my eye. Well, if you insist, I'm Kelly. Boy, this surgery's a really a cooking now. I'm Adam. What's this? Super legit coronavirus test kit? Hmm. I'm Sean. I told them that all those shrimps rubbing together would create enough sparks to light the cheesecakes on fire, but they didn't listen. I'm Andy, and this is Acid Pop. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Where this week we're doing what about number five? That's the V. It's like Rocky Five, but with with our show Cinco. And we'd like to thank our patron Pavel for sponsoring this episode. If you'd like to know more about our Patreon, you should visit it on, on Patreon. Com. Getting higher every time. Uh, if you haven't listened to a What About before, which you should, uh, we revisit old topics with new stories and a fresh face. <laughs> Bringing you the latest on why the world still sucks. This is a new face I have. <laughs> so allow me to start us off with a follow. Uh, a what about? Whoa, whoa. Follow about. Follow me, won't you? <laughs> this what about for world records? Oh, remember when I told you about the world record for dressing up like idiot Smurfs? How could I forget? <laughs> <laughs> and they missed it by like five. <laughs> well, in a in, in France during well, this is slightly pre quarantine. <laughs> That's good. The small French town of Landerneau. Landerneau. <laughs> From here on known as Smurfsville. All crammed themselves into the town square dressed as Smurfs during the coronavirus. Why is this still a oh. thing? <laughs> it breaks the world record. Hey! They are all dead now, though. Said, said the mayor <laughs> of, of the town who allowed the event to go on, we must not stop living. It was the chance to say we are alive. Smurfs. <laughs> and, and Smurfs. <laughs> Uh, just uh, when when this began, at at the time, only 1,700 people had been sickened by the virus and 33 had died. Ah. Can we stop treating the coronavirus like it's terrorism? We don't have to <laughs> prove to it how brave we are. It doesn't care. <laughs> I'll show you. You can't scare me. <laughs> One of the Smurfs told a French news outlet, the coronavirus is no big deal. It's nothing. Another agreed with him, said, there's no risk. Yes, we're going to Smurferize the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just a load of Smurf. <laughs> Uh, the Italians, who understandably are very uh, angry at these sorts of things, said this is a very dangerous viral bomb. So uh, I don't have an update to this story, which was like last week, but I assume a lot of people probably got them rubbing each other. All I can say is these Smurfs are smurfing Smurf. <laughs> well said. Anybody got another one? Nope. Three minute show. Goodbye. <laughs> well, I have a what about for operating theaters. So this wasn't exactly in an operating theater, but it sounds like something that should have happened in an operating theater. 
Right. Probably should have waited till the theater was available. <laughs> uh, thanks to our researcher, Amy, for this one, by the way. This was December 31st in 2019 in Romania. A 66-year-old woman was suffering from pancreatic cancer, and she was going in to have surgery to remove the offending organ. She was sedated, and an alcoholic disinfectant was swabbed over the surgery area. The surgeon then took an electric scalpel and started to cut an incision. Mm-hmm. Now, that makes nice, clean cuts, but they also produce a lot of heat. Oh, my. So alcohol plus heat equals fire. Oh, no. (laughs) The woman went up like a bonfire. Oh, no. A nurse apparently threw a bucket of water on her, (laughs) though I'm not sure why she had one ready to go. (laughs) The the alcoholic, the electric scalpel. (laughs) So this put her out, but she suffered burns over 40% of her body and died shortly after. Of her insides. Yeah. That's not good. Yeah. Apparently there's been rules on the books for decades about using electric equipment and alcoholic disinfectant, but uh, they were just like, "Ah, I'm sure it'll be fine. (laughs) I've never heard of anybody bursting into flames on the operating table. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I can go next. So my newsfeed somehow knows I have a baby and likes to send me horrifically depressing dead baby news. (laughs) (laughs) So I have some great childcare whatabouts. (laughs) First, I have some advice on one method not to use to get your one-year-old to sleep. Okay. The old heroin on the gums trick is Mm. one that really needs to be retired. (laughs) There's better uses for that. Treat your baby like a drug bus cop. (laughs) A woman in Maine was arrested after she tried this on her daughter. The one-year-old died after this particular application, but apparently this was her go-to because she had done it 15 times previously over the course of two months. The baby couldn't sleep because it was hankering for a fix. It was also (laughs) constipated. The woman also admitted to giving the drug to her other children as a sleep aid as needed. (laughs) Here, kids, pass out. Stab. She had a blow dart. (laughs) Whoops, dart in your neck. (laughs) I don't know about you, but I think raising a house full of heroin junkies would be more challenging, not less. Hey, Jimmy, what's your favorite movie? Train spotting. (laughs) (laughs) And then I have a child care exorcism mashup. Um, Okay. Featuring a man in Arizona. But I'm going to put a double warning for our listeners here. This one's extra grim. So Mm. if you want to jump forward three minutes, go for it. All right. Call me when you're done. (laughs) The parents of a six-year-old boy determined over the course of the week that their son had a demon in him. What else could it be? (laughs) What sort of determination methods did they use? Kids are always putting weird things in their mouths. (laughs) Did they have a PKE meter? (laughs) I guess he was acting funny. <laughs> he said, no, I Ray and Vigo and turned all lumpy. <laughs> then while bathing the boy, the husband claimed he had an unnatural fit of rage. <laughs> the Hulk. <laughs> he leapt to the conclusion that the hot water was the solution to getting the demon out of his child because apparently it didn't like it. It's just not hot enough. So he held his son's head under the faucet for five to ten minutes with the heat turned on full. Waterboard and burn the child. Until his ears ran off. After the boy was dead, the mother called first their pastor and then, when he didn't answer, (laughs) the cops. He's distancing himself from the crime. The boy had burns over 30% of his body and uh, was very not alive. Oh, God, just the worst. (laughs) But he had a very clean skull. Yeah. Good news, no more demon. Well, now now it leapt into the father. He has to do the same thing to himself. Yeah, um, if you think your child is possessed... 
I don't even know how to end that sentence. <laughs> Go to a doctor, I guess. Give it to someone else. <laughs> Find a young priest and an old priest. That's it. That, that's all you have to do. <laughs> They'll know what to do. They're in every Where's Waldo book. Hmm. Let me jump over for, to uh, another story in Arizona. Okay. For a what about with meth. <laughs> so Arizona Customs has seized, let's see here, 690 pounds of meth uh, in Mariposa Commercial Border Crossing in Nogales. Hmm. It's 600 packages and has a street value of $690,000, which Jeez. means... It was $1,000 per pound of meth. Wow. Wow. Apparently, this is a new and bad thing when vegetables are coming across the border is that people are like, you know what's in these tomatoes? Meth. (laughs) Gotta be big vegetables to fit a pound of meth in them. (laughs) What's with this crystalline banana? (laughs) Uh, There's also 254 pounds of fentanyl. Oh. Which is the stuff that's been killing people because it's like a tiny grain of it in your heroin will just... Mm. Kill your child if you rub it on their gums. <laughs> Two milligrams of fentanyl kills a person. Wow. So I thought that picture looked like a bunch of vacuum-wrapped corn. <laughs> no, this is vacuum-wrapped meth. Oh. That's how they eat it now. It's on the cob. <laughs> it looks like it almost looks like a bunch of bad candy that has been dug up in an archaeological dig. Yeah, it looks like ancient candy. <laughs> so Arizona, we need you to stop the exorcisms and we need you to stop the meth. <laughs> There's a lot of things people need to stop. Speaking of stopping things and seizing things, I have a counterfeit what about. Oh. So there's not a whole lot to this story, but it's topical, so I wanted to bring it up. March 15th, 2020 in Los Angeles, California. U.S. Customs and Border Protection discovered six plastic bags filled with vials labeled Coronavirus Test Kit. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> I need to take these home immediately. <laughs> They've been turned over to the FDA or... Food and Drug Administration to find out if they are indeed test kits, but probably they aren't. So, yeah, a little advice. I know things are crazy right now, but if you're going to get a test done, make sure it's by someone official and not someone you met in a bar. (laughs) Not a plastic bag on the street. Yeah. do not buy miracle seeds from Jim Baker. (laughs) (laughs) Don't buy homemade hand sanitizer. Don't drink your cow for magic beans. Stop with the toilet paper. This thing doesn't make you poop. I don't know what you're planning on doing with your free time. (laughs) So I have a semi-truck what about. Oh, those are always good. This one involves a ridiculous series of events that happened right here in Washington. (laughs) A series of unfortunate trucks. In November 2019, a Cheesecake Factory semi-truck carrying cheesecake and shrimp. Oh, no. (laughs) randomly caught fire on the freeway at 1 a.m. <laughs> Which one of those is the flammable one? <laughs> together. <laughs> That's okay. The shrimp cheesecake is my least favorite cheesecake. I'm sure it created a delicious new culinary delight that'll be on menus soon. So emergency crews rushed to respond to the fire only to have an SUV on the run from local cops crash into their vehicles at top speed. Whoa. They also had cheesecake. (laughs) None of the emergency crews were harmed, but the driver and the passenger had to be rushed to the hospital. (laughs) Uh, Cheesecake truck. Hospital. (laughs) Cheesecake truck. So I guess that's one way to catch the bad guy. (laughs) Just park a flaming semi in front of them. Yeah. I'm just trying to imagine the smell of the flaming cheesecake. That's what I was trying to do. (laughs) Shrimp and gasoline, I imagine. (laughs) Here's a question for you. Does... Flaming shrimp smoke trigger allergies. Mm. 
I imagine most smoke probably aggravates allergies. Hmm. And you base this on science? I base this on smoke being bad for your lungs. <laughs> Someone should tell me about that. <laughs> Stop smoking, Andy. Uh, I can't. I got 90,000 packs a day. Who's up, Andy? You got any more? I got one more. Uh, uh, here's a what about for video games. It's I know fresh it's coming, off the presses. Coming, clean off the heels. Uh, another coronavirus story. There's going to be a few of these, I feel. Yeah. Uh, so in Italy, you are not supposed to go anywhere unless you are like going to get something important. Yeah. Otherwise, you will be arrested. For a 31-year-old man and his daughter, he said, you know what's really important? Gengar. There's a Gengar raid going on. <laughs> There's nobody out on the streets. We have free reign to walk wherever we want and play that Pokemon Go. I feel like that's not usually an issue with Pokemon Go. What could be more important? These Pikachus are wearing hats. <laughs> These Pikachus are wearing biohazmat suits. It's <laughs> adorable. Is that where all the masks have gone? <laughs> it looks like Pikachu is struggling to breathe. <laughs> oh, no. It's Trump species again. When, when confronted by the police, he said, uh, I just decided to ignore the lockdown rules because, like, come on, Pokemon. Pokemon. <laughs> you guys get it, right? They said, go home or you're arrested. And he said, well, fine, I'll take my Pokemon home. Uh, he's one of the over 43,000 people who have decided to say, eh, fuck it, and just walk around in Italy. Yeah. Yeah, I was just saying that I think Pokemon Go should start rewarding you for not spinning Pokestops. <laughs> From oh, what yes. I've heard, they're actually trying to make it easier for people to just stay at home and play. They've definitely canceled a bunch of events. It's called Pokemon Stay. <laughs> Pokemon Stop. <laughs> We've made every single person's house a Pokestop. Oh, God. Start spinning, jerkwads. <laughs> well, I've got an act of faith What about that is also from our researcher, Amy. It's also from December of 2019 in Redding, California. So Kylie and Andrew Hellingenthal, Heilingenthal, Heilingenthal, Heilingenthal. Mm-hmm, recently lost their two-year-old daughter. The distraught parents went to their church for counseling and support. Bill Johnson, the pastor at the church, said, don't worry, I have a plan. I believe we can bring her back. We can make her better, faster, stronger. All we have to do is reach out to everyone we know and have them send their heartfelt prayers and $100,000, and then <laughs> I'm sure we can bring her back. What does the money do? <laughs> it shows their devotion. It buys the pastor a new car. <laughs> so for six days, they gathered, they prayed, and directed people to the church's GoFundMe campaign. But after six days, their daughter stubbornly refused to come back to life, and they decided to throw in the towel. It's her fault. She's so stubborn. <laughs> the church once again gave their condolences, hung their heads, and went to try and console themselves with the $60,000 that they raised. Jeez. <laughs> Wiping their tears with their money. <laughs> what did that GoFundMe campaign look like? I, I Go fund my zombie daughter? <laughs> <laughs> Help bury my daughter in Pet cemetery. <laughs> look, we're going to put her in a cave and roll a stone in front of it, but we need $60,000 for a crane to get the stone <laughs> out after three days. I don't know. Is there anything more awful than preying on people's grief? Yeah. Someone comes to you for guidance and you're like, you know what? I need cash. <laughs> money, yo. I, I got to get paid. The church is nonprofit. I, I don't <laughs> think you understand. So I have a what about that goes all the way back to our antimony episode. Wow. Oh, Anthony. This one coming in from noted veterinarian, my dad. <laughs> Hello, my dad. <laughs> So apparently he's actually dealt with this stuff in the form of what they call 
butter of antimony. No, yeah, mm-hmm. good butter. And they used to use this stuff in veterinary medicine. So if I understand correctly, horses and other livestock can get something called proud flesh <laughs> on healing wounds. Proud flesh. Mm-hmm. I'm too proud. <laughs> it's basically like extra flesh growing that isn't right and keeps the wound from healing fully. They try and grow a second horse. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. The horse is budding. <laughs> you know, it's like if you cut a worm in half, there's two worms. That's not true. That kills the worm. What? Oh, God. I thought I was making them friends. Murderer. <laughs> so they take this butter of antimony stuff and paint it over the proud flesh and it bubble up all nice and dissolve the flesh. Uh, I mean, <laughs> it is bad flesh, but generally the good response is not having flesh dissolve. Yeah, you know what phrase you never want to hear in your medicine? It dissolves the flesh. <laughs> That was the goal. Okay. Apparently it worked. Um, and it wasn't, it didn't cause any pain or anything. I guess this flesh doesn't have any nerve endings or anything in it. Oh, no, horses can't feel pain. <laughs> we asked the horse and he said, nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was dangerous stuff. You couldn't get it on your skin, obviously. Yeah. Or you'd be bubbling and dissolving too. <laughs> it was simply labeled butter. <laughs> I can't believe it's not butter. I left a pan on it on the ground once and a man just disappeared into it when he stepped inside. <laughs> it's understandably not used anymore yeah. and hasn't been for quite some time. Until their PR department can come up with a better term than dissolving flesh. <laughs> well, what does your product do? Uh, bubbling, dissolving. Don't worry. These are the good responses. Call it butter, do you? It miracles away the bad bits. Leaves only pristine horse flesh underneath. <laughs> You're going to have the shiniest horse. <laughs> well, I have a uh, getting high what about. You all want to get high? <laughs> this is from March 6, 2020 in Coolbaugh, Pennsylvania. In a tinny. So Rachel Lloyd had a hard day, so she decided to kick back in her favorite recliner, smoke a little grass, and just unwind. Sounds restful. Mm-hmm. Not long after, she nodded off and didn't wake up for a few hours. Hmm. That would have been totally fine had she not been holding her nine-month-old baby at the time. Ooh. So she awoke to find a lifeless baby under her in the chair. She called 911 and started CPR, but it was too late. So the uh, baby's death has been ruled a homicide and Lloyd faces charges of involuntary manslaughter. Well, yeah. That's yeah. Not fair. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, involuntary manslaughter is fair, but like her baby's dead. Yeah. Yeah. She's never going to be happy again. But I mean, I you know, you want to get high, that's fine. Yeah. Just hand your baby to someone else first. Yeah. Oh, I agree. But people who aren't high also fall asleep holding babies and yeah. kill them. That's well, true. They were, talking, they were talking about that. That it's like, you know, this is one of the many, this is basically like a bed sharing death. And there's lots yeah. of those every year. But it's like, but this doesn't really count. Yeah. Yeah. Th- this, this one, there was a direct cause to the falling asleep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, actually, that's not the high part, but that's sort of a, a leading problem with babies dying in this way is like people are afraid to fall asleep lying next to their baby, and they should be, but instead they'll sit in a chair or something, and that's actually even more dangerous if oh, they no. fall asleep. They and they're terrified. <laughs> and they're so tired, they just fall asleep anyway. Yeah. Because when you're that tired, you can fall asleep anywhere. <laughs> Like, right now. <laughs> My hypnotic trigger. <laughs> the word now? <laughs> now! <laughs> if, if anybody says the word now with even more than a slight amount of force, Adam just drops. 
All right. Well, I have a conspiracy theory and early space travel. What about? Oh, let's go hand in hand. <laughs> Noted flat earther and self-declared world's greatest daredevil, Mad Mike Hughes, oh. died in February. I heard about this one. The man launched himself in a self-made rocket in an attempt to prove to himself and the world that the earth was flat like a pancake. <laughs> I like the phrase homemade rockets. <laughs> Apparently there was a ladder attached to the rocket's launch ramp to make it easier for Hughes to get in. Mm -hmm. And when the rocket launched, it hit the ladder, which ripped off a parachute can, oh, deployed the parachute, <laughs> <laughs> which got caught in the thrust of the rocket and took the rocket off course. It started blowing the opposite direction. <laughs> The steam-powered rocket wobbled. Steam? <laughs> choo -choo. What's going on with this story? <laughs> See, that, that wasn't his ladder. That was his track to the sky. He just hadn't built it. <laughs> it did a huge arc and then crashed into the ground less than a minute later. Woo! Guys, you don't understand. I just finished reading a bunch of Jules Verne, and I have a great idea. <laughs> it's going to be big. I've, I've designed the world's first steam-powered boomerang. <laughs> He crashed about half a mile away from the launch pad. That's pretty far. Yeah. Good job. Good job, champ. <laughs> so uh, how long did it take before Flat Earther started saying he was sabotaged by NASA? <laughs> um, I didn't see that. This was not Hughes' first flight, but apparently the first two didn't prove his point. But it's definitely his last. Aww. The accident was actually filmed... Oh. Because the Science Channel was on site, making a show on homemade astronauts. Okay. okay. Which is a term I think we should not have. <laughs> Isn't that how all astronauts started, though? Yeah. Oh, so a beautiful recipe today. <laughs> Interestingly, though he talked about, you know, proving that the Earth was flat, apparently this was more of a publicity stunt to raise money for his actual goal which was a rocket hot air balloon mix that was wow. supposed to take him even higher Hungry. so that he could really see the shape of the earth well think about it like if you levitate your rocket with hot air or helium first then you wouldn't <laughs> need as much fuel right it's true You're right the the folks at nasa never saw this one coming <laughs> <laughs> balloons get at me nasa i have a what about for our jailbreaks episode so yeah, as Andy mentioned, things are pretty bad in Italy right now with the coronavirus. Uh, the whole country is on lockdown, which some people are understandably upset about. But one of those groups is prisoners who have had what little freedoms they had left taken away. Combine that with decreased prison staff due to needing to pull resources elsewhere and people just getting sick, and it created a perfect opportunity for some jailbreaks. Hmm. <laughs> There have apparently been riots in 27 detention facilities around wow. the country. Six inmates have died during these riots, though I couldn't find out how, and at least 50 prisoners have escaped. Oh, good. And the, uh, the government has a lot on its plate right now, so there may not be a lot of resources to track these people down. Quick, run to another country. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, in, in our prisons, our prisoners who aren't allowed to have hand sanitizer because it has alcohol in it are making hand sanitizer. <laughs> some toilet hand sanitizer. I need you to make some stuff, but don't touch it. All right. Well, I have a final what about that comes in from our listener, Dawn, on our eyes episode. Oh. Your eyes. <laughs> 
he brought to our attention a uh, a little experiment that young Isaac Newton tried with his own eyes. Oh, good. Isaac Newton was a weird guy. <laughs> Gouged out his eyes, and then we never got calculus. <laughs> <laughs> he took a large sewing needle and, oh. quote, put it betwixt my eye and bone as near to the backside of the eye as I could. Like a Just, tiny lobotomy. Um, <laughs> give a little tap, tap, tap. <gasps> he was attempting to manually alter the interior curvature of his eye <laughs> and observe the resulting visual distortions. <laughs> oh, you look so funny. <laughs> I made myself pinhead. I don't know what that is, but... <laughs> he apparently felt that experiment was a rousing success and wrote it up in his diary with a helpful diagram. Oh, thanks. How to put a needle in your face. This is a motherfucker who discovered gravity and then said, this is not interesting enough and did not write it down. <laughs> he was too busy trying to get his alchemy straight. Yes, I discovered gravity, but have you seen what I can do with the sewing needle? Blah. Have you seen my carnival trick? Well, there's a, a final one about maybe you and I can talk about food poisoning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We've been a bit under the weather here. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, our adorable daughter caught norovirus at her daycare, okay. which uh, she promptly gave to us, which I may have had it once before, but I don't know. This felt different somehow. But basically, <laughs> a switch in your body gets flipped, and it wants to get rid of absolutely everything. <laughs> Any way it can. Yeah, just like I was... I had diarrhea about every 20 minutes for like 10 hours. And I've never had the experience before of sitting down to have diarrhea and then pooping and then getting up and having the toilet bowl look no different because I pooped <laughs> pure water. Ooh. Yeah. My problem was anytime my gut squeezed for the diarrhea aspect, it would constrict my body in such a way that I would immediately start vomiting. Ah, oh, good. Yeah, I only threw up once during that, but uh, it was like it was immediate and had zero warning. So I was glad I was already in the bathroom because <laughs> I was just walking to the bathroom and I was actually thinking to myself, "Boy, I haven't thrown up." Whoa! <laughs> oh God, it was awful. It came out my mouth and nose and yeah. eyes and but ears. If you think about it, it's nice to have time to play Switch. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I didn't do anything. Yeah, no. Like, all I was doing was trying to get sleep, because when you're pooping every 20 minutes, it makes it hard to sleep. It can be tough. Yeah. yeah just duct tape a trash bag on there and lay down. <laughs> the so only that, uh, upside was we got it in a chain. Yeah. So poor Autumn got it, and then I got it, and then Sean got it. So there was always one somewhat functional person in the house. Autumn was cooking everything yeah. for you guys. Yeah. Autumn had to take care of both of you. Yeah. And then we all got better from that, and we're better for about a week. And then Autumn caught something else <laughs> and gave it to us. So babies do. Yeah. And uh, we've been pooping it up again. <laughs> in a follow-up to our diets episode, Sean has lost a significant amount of weight. Yeah. I'd say if you want to drop 10 pounds fast, just catch norovirus twice. Yeah, I remember I caught something really nasty in boot camp for like two days, and I, I think I lost like 10 pounds. Yeah. I mean... I, for like two days, basically all I ate was one English muffin. <laughs> so <laughs> I was down quite a few calories. And then after that, like 
I hadn't eaten in so long that when I would eat, you know, I'd have like a single slice of toast and I'd feel like bloated full just because my stomach had shrunk so much. Oh, God, I'm just, I'm such a pig right now. <laughs> it took me a few days to ramp back up to normal. Back up to competitive level. Mm-hmm. Competitive pooping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, it's like double dare. <laughs> Put a glass on some guy's head. No. Well, I think that's about it. Does anybody have anything to say? Everyone stay safe. The world's scary. Don't yeah. go to GameStop anymore. Yeah. If you- That's a games follow-up, I feel. <laughs> yeah, and what about games? GameStop is telling their, their store managers to, managers to argue with the police that they are very essential and that they should not be shut down. Show them a very official letter. Yeah, I haven't been to GameStop in probably like 15 years. <laughs> it's been a while for me. I went to get out Alex Hura Animal Crossing Switch. Yeah, they screwed up one too many times with me, so I was like, no more. Yeah, they pissed me off. They were mean to me. They were mean to me when I worked there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I see, I, I never had a problem with working there, except like the district manager for the store. I like for the for the place came to the store I worked at and our manager was a nice lady who was pregnant and said, hey, you better get those numbers up because I'd hate to see you out on the streets with a child. Oh, <laughs> I had two managers that really liked me, and then the next two sort of quietly stopped scheduling me. Yeah, that's how retail establishments do. So be safe. Don't go to GameStop. Yeah. Or anywhere, really, if you can help it. Stay in your house. Yeah. Learn to knit. (laughs) Listen to podcasts. Wink. Yeah. Raise a marijuana farm. (laughs) Nobody's going to be in your house to find out. (laughs) Stop licking strangers. Stop licking toilets. <laughs> People doing that? Yes. <laughs> it was called the coronavirus challenge, and this young lady is licking a, an airplane toilet. What? I, I mean, I feel like that's not like that's yeah. not the coronavirus challenge. Yeah. That's the norovirus challenge. That's yeah. not where coronavirus hang out. <laughs> Get the everything that's been attached to some dude's butt challenge. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's all we have for this week. Thanks to my co-host for joining me today. Thanks to our eclectic editor, Gerard. If you'd like to see more of us, you can follow us on Instagram or Twitter at Acid Pop Podcast. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can find us on Reddit or email us at acidpoppodcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to support the show by throwing us a buck or two, you can find us on Patreon. If you do, you can get episodes early, access to our private Discord, and shoutouts on future episodes. We have a lively Discord. It has one man that's made entirely of spiders. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, and remember, don't go outside. Bye.